Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. How we doing out there? This is your host Z from the Off the Glass podcast. Before we get into the next episode, I just wanted to stop by and announce that this is the 50th episode of the Off the Glass podcast. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm proud. And more importantly, I'm humbled and want to say thank you for all the support. So far, we're over a thousand downloads and over a thousand listens, uh, continuing to grow So I just wanted to say thanks for all the support, all those who listen and download, all those who follow me over at Spreaker. I just wanted to say thank you. Now stay tuned for the 50th episode of the Off the Glass podcast. That work in the gym. Nice bringing that intelligent perspective that takes you above the rim. From the PG, saw the whole court. Now he plays the sideline to observe a report, bringing nothing but fresh interviews while discussing high school, college, and NBA news. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast. This is your host, Z, fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. I have a very special guest today. He played 18 seasons in the NBA. He's the first player in NBA history to score with 15,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 1,000 blocks. He made over 500 threes. He attended Vincennes University, where he was a two-time JUCO All-American he even won the prestigious David Rollins Award, Student Athlete Award, which means he was the best athlete for all sports. He attended UNLV, where he played one season before foregoing his senior year. He was drafted ninth overall by the Phoenix Suns, and he even won an NBA championship as a member of the Dallas Mavericks back in 2010-2011. He has one of the best nicknames in basketball history, no other than the Matrix, Sean Marion. How you doing today? What's up, Z? What's up, Z? Only, I only played 16 years in the league. <laughs> 16? You know what? I've been trying to, you know, you go on basketball reference. Maybe my math was a little bit off the steel. 16? Yeah, so, some, of, some, of, some of them stats is uh, a little off. It's all good, though. It's all good. I was, got you. I'm messing with you, though. Yeah. <laughs> was it's I right good. about the uh, the first player in NBA history to, to record that? Did you know that? Um, yeah, yeah, but I think it's a little bit more than that, too. I think uh, the dude, I was... Uh, one of the first to to a lot of different things. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool, but yeah. it's all good. I ain't. I'm not gonna sit here and go through through my uh through nah. my stats, man. We can't care. It's all about the game, man. No, nah, but no, nah, you know, people need to understand the work uh, that you put in because 16 years, a lot of accomplishments. People forget kind of quickly. I mean, we see that going on with uh, Carmelo right now. You know how people forget the work and what you put in into the game. So I just kind of wanted to give you your. Yo, yo, do because I think it's is is important. 
I, I respect that. I respect that. I don't argue with you on that. You know, yeah, I guess I mean, people do, but the people, real people who know, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, everybody don't watch basketball, you know, and, uh, you know, you got to understand that too. In this new generation, though, it's about right, right now and what's in your face, you know what I'm saying, to a certain degree. So, um, they try to, you know, you, you, I mean, you got you to gotta realize I, I respected the game for what it was and what, it, what I was able to do and how it helped me, you know, I think uh, on and off the court. And, um, you know, you know, to play 16 years in the league is a, is a great accomplishment, you know. And, uh, you know, all the guys who, who played before me paved the way, though. You know what I'm saying? Those guys can't – I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to always pay my dues and respects to those guys and pay homage to them. They're the ones who paved the way for us right now. And we in – my, in, my, in, my, in my decade, my era, we paved the way for the guys right now. So it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a sequence. It goes era after era after era. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta respect the game and put the hustle, you know? I agree 100%. Uh, with that being said, I got a theory that I want to run by you. Uh, you're the first NBA player I got to ask this. And it's actually something I stole from my wife, just being transparent. But that's why I kind of cringe when I hear some of these uh, debates about who's the GOAT. Uh, even with James Harden, and we'll get to him a little bit later, but even what he's doing scoring, CP3 said he's the greatest scorer ever and all those kind of things. My wife came up with something, though. She said that you can't control when you're born. All we can look at and say, did you dominate the era that you played in? You know what? And I, I start, start thinking that as somebody that's a historian of the game, I thought that was a very, very good point because what ends up happening, the further we get away from some of these players – a lot of great names get so many, especially if we want to, in the GOAT debate, you know, Kareem doesn't get talked about. We we laugh at Russell. Um, and I'm not talking about us that know the game, but just the general perception. You know, even Will Chamberlain, Jerry Wells, Elgin Baylor, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what's your thoughts on something like that? Is that a, a good theory? Is that a good way to look at it? I mean, that's a, that's a great perception. You know, that's a great, that's a great analogy. I feel like um, – you know, um, you, you can't control when you're born. But at the same time, though, like, you know, it's kind of unless you unless you actually physically lived it and did it, it's kind of, you know, you got to take it from somebody who actually I actually played against both. I actually got, got a chance to play against Michael Jordan and LeBron. So, right. Um, I don't I don't think you compare it. To, I don't think you can compare it to. I think both of them play two positions and both of them are two different type of players. So right. um, with, with that being said, though, you know, everybody talking about well, LeBron do because LeBron is right now. He's in your face right now. Right. And don't get me wrong, I think he's doing something. He's done. He's been able to do something that's really amazing. But mm-hmm. don't, 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 uh, don't under, underestimate. You know, what I'm saying what that man MJ has done, though. Like, you know, I got a chance to play because I didn't play his career. You know, what I'm saying, and, and all, everybody before Magic was a little older than me. So, right. but I still respect what they done, and, and I gotta give them their credit, though. You know, what I'm saying because they did something in the, in, the, in the era where you know, what I'm saying that, that it was it was amazing. The game was. Electric fun, you know what I'm saying? Showtime Lakers was un- unbelievable, but you know, don't get, don't, don't get twisted about the Boston Celtics. You right. know, this is so many things that you go in so much part of, of the NBA history, you know what I'm saying, that you can you can just reminisce on that um, that helped get the game is where it is right now. But like you say, everybody's talking about the greatest. greatest player, you know, I, in all, fair, all fairness aside, you know, I, I think LeBron is, is, is doing something unbelievable in, uh, right now. But I mean, it's so many great players that have played in this in this in this era, though. Like Tim Duncan, Kobe yes. Bryant, you know, say Allen Iverson, though, dude. Like, you know, um, I mean, the list is the list is heavy right now, and LeBron is one of the he might be one of the one of the best athletes ever to play a game. I wouldn't say player; I'll say best athletes by far. You know, what I'm saying okay. his physique and what he has been able to do over his t- tenure is unbelievable. But the things that that uh, when you start comparing, trying to compare him to Michael Jordan, though, dude, you gotta 
you got to analyze so many different things because a lot of people are taking the credit and then to, just, to realize Jordan was to college. LeBron right. came straight from high school. Yep. And he came in when, you know, when Jordan was playing, the league was so physical then that, like a lot of guys, when a lot of guys who played and had great, uh, great runs during that decade, during the decade we played in, probably wouldn't have played back then. You know, so you couldn't have played back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys who are doing being, stuff now. That, no, I was going to say, with that being said real quick, because you played it, you hear that a lot about the physicality. So that that's a legit real thing. And I mean, deeper than the hand checking, but just that's a real thing in, in your eyes because you obviously dealt with it, the, the physicality. That's a really huge factor. Oh, listen, like I, I, I played, I, what I did in the league at the time where the, um, when the most power, most, the most dominant position in the league was power four, power four center. Then was the most dominant position in the league at the time when I was when I came in. You know, there were some great guards in the league, but the most everybody who who got all the attention was all the big men. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now, now it's all point guard, guard heavy. Mm-hmm. All the big men are now all the big men now are guard are now guards and shooting threes. Right. Don't nobody bang them more. Don't nobody post up no more. Right. So the game the game the game of evolution lies. But with that being said, though, you know you got it's not it's not the same anymore. It's nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there. I mean, shot blockers on the team is almost irrelevant now. You know, right. And the ones that do have one, uh, the ones that do have a shot blocker on the team, are the ones that probably are have had a better team, a better chance of winning the championship. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. A guy who can who can stretch the floor and a guy who can kick the rim. You know what I'm saying? When you got that combination of a kind of guy, it's very unique and very dynamic. Most of the bigs in this league now are 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 are, are, are uh, traditional big is almost redundant in the league right now. If he's a post player. He ain't he ain't been to be really effective in the league right now. But if you're shooting the three ball and spacing the floor, now you got you a, a great big man. You know what I'm saying? Because he's able to do things and and find other people. That's that's the way of future. Big man, I mean uh, the Joker getting tri- averaging almost getting yeah. a triple double. He's almost <laughs> yeah. a, he's almost getting a triple double every night. Yep. You got your big man going out there giving you 20 points, 10 plus rebounds, and 10, 10 assists. Come on, man! They like, run the offense you know, through him. Like they initiate a lot yeah. of high post action through him to run the offense as the de facto point guard almost. Man, listen, it's a, it's special, it's special type of players, man. Some of these guys are 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 not capable of getting trouble duels, but they're capable of of, of, of helping their team uh, make better decisions and, and handling the ball a little bit. Right. But that's the evolution of the game, man. You gotta respect that. You know, the guards is yeah, these young guys are shooting the ball deeper and deeper and deeper now. You know what I'm saying? Three point line is becoming irrelevant. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. But but that's the evolution of the game, you know, in the in the physicality game. That's what I'm saying. Now, now you're talking about teams are scoring more and dunking more because ain't nobody really playing defense. Like it's not it's not more of it, it, the emphasis now is start trying to score you up on it. Yep. And with that being said, I, I think that you were an active part in that evolution with your Phoenix Suns days and uh, I had said to you when I met you, you know, earlier in passing that even though Steve Nash gets a lot of credit and rightfully so, Hall of Famer, two-time MVP, but I think you were like the key cog to that those teams and what you were able to do with your versatility on offense and defense, especially defensively, you was able to guard multiple positions. So you guys were able to put lineups on the floor that had you at a small ball four, which is like a phrase that's unanimous, you know, unanimous, you know, all over the place now, synonymous and then put Amari at the five. With you being so versatile, was that something that you made a conscious effort growing up when you was playing, um, or is that something you kind of developed with time going on? Because, again, I really think your versatility at that time kind of helped bring this kind of style of basketball into vogue that we're seeing today. Yeah, 
Well, listen. So, um, so yeah, I uh, I agree with you on that. But I, I tell you what, you know, it's uh, it was uh, something I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, willing to, and and I, I had to be. I had to buy into it. You know what I'm saying? It oh. wasn't something I, I that you threw at me and, and I want to do it off the top. Man, I don't want to, I'm six, seven. I don't want to be guarding. I don't want to be guarding seven footers. That's two, uh, 280, 70, 60, 70 pounds, dude. Like, right. dude, right. like seriously though, that, that physically doesn't even match up. I'm 220, 20 pounds, man. Dude, come on. I'm six, seven, two twenty, trying to guard some guys that's, you know what I'm saying? That's almost 50 pounds heavier than me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and God's how you look at it, that wear, that wears and toes on you. It takes the wear on yes, you. You know does. what I'm saying? It beats you up. It, and um and it did though no 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 question about it but I I wanted to do it because I wanted to win you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I was more about winning than anything so when you want to win you and you feel like you take a challenge or something like oh it's a challenge for me you know I feel like okay I don't I'm I don't I can I can guard threes with no problem I need now I need to go ahead and try to guard power fours now the most dominant position in the league at the time right now can I do it you know and I did it and I did it very well too and and it did make us able to do certain things on the floor you know what I'm saying with that being being said though. Because if, without me being able to guard Paul Ford, it would never work. It would never work. No, it wouldn't have. That's why, I, again, I wanted to give you your due at the beginning. Not so much, you know, like as people listen, it's like to stroke your ego, but just to be honest, because uh, I think certain people in history and basketball, whether they're considered superstars or not, they have a very important importance on the game. And I think you're definitely one of those players. Just like for a while, you know, Pippen kind of want they kind of want to undermine what Pippen did. Like, oh, he played with Jordan. But not understanding that for years after Pippen retired, everybody was looking for a Pippen type of player. Somebody that can score, play good defense, can run your team, you know, the point forward type of thing. So um, I think those Phoenix Suns teams is what we saw now. Now, interesting enough, you was talking about playing fast. I think the lowest pace now is Denver at 103, far as pace. Your Phoenix Suns teams will still be under uh, Denver right now, and you guys considered to play fast. Oh, we was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We <laughs> yeah. we we a bottom we a bottom five team, a bottom seven. Yeah, team it's right ama- now. Yeah. it's amazing right now. But you said that you wanted to win. Did besides you wanting to win, and take me kind of behind the curtain a little bit. When a coach comes at you and says, "Hey, we want you to do something that's out of your comfort zone for the value of the team." Um, how does a coach go about kind of doing that? Does it take a certain type of coach to get the player to want to buy in, or is it just a little bit of both? Like the coach, the player has to kind of see the big picture and kind of wants to sacrifice to do what he does uh, needs to do to benefit the team. I think it's I think it's both, man. You know, we, you you all you you both got to believe, and uh, you know, what I'm saying they got they got to work. You know, they gonna you know, of course it's gonna be a trial period, but if once once they go through a trial period and get to doing what we're supposed to do, then hey, you off and running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and um, those teams were successful. Um, obviously, he's moved on, coaching the Rockets. That's Coach D'Antoni, and I don't know if you saw last night. James Harden, he does it again, sixty-one points, fifteen rebounds. What's your initial take, or what do you see from Harden? Like, how do you put him as far as the pantheon of the great scores to play the game? Because what he's doing right now, I mean. We, we got to keep it in perspective. You know, me and my friend did a podcast last where we named all the great scores before him and kept it in perspective. But what he's doing right now is is unbelievable. What is, what is your take on that? I mean, listen, he's on an amazing run right now. But I'll tell you this. If I'm a team, he's not. there's no way he's beating me. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, I'm giving him his credit. You know what I'm saying? What he's doing is amazing. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? They, they let him do it. Like, you guys, that, that tell you how bad some of the certain things is, situations on the floor and, and coaches – He's not gonna let one man beat me. Right, right, right. Man. 
And man, these other guys. And with that being said, because in that 2010-2011 finals, you know, you beat that Miami team. And, uh, you know, you matched up against, you know, LeBron a lot. And, you know, somebody like a, a Harden. When you go against a guy and you know that, you know, they have a very complete offensive package, we'll just say it like that. What is your mentality going into that matchup? Because I couldn't help, you know, as I was getting ready for this interview, if they're running high pick and roll, a lot of times you will probably get switched off on Harden a lot. And you have the foot speed, the length to really bother him. What would be your approach in guarding somebody like Harden or, you know, some of the other great players that you guarded? Well, I think you you got a mindset with Harden. Harden has a he has a, a crappy, unique game. He has a uh, he loves to dribble the ball a lot. So when he's doing that, you know what I'm saying. He uh, he also loves to his, his step back three. He loves his step back three, and he goes up. So he usually don't he ha, he usually either he's shooting a three, or he's going all the way to the rim. So that that tell you that, that much. That's how. So that's exactly what he's doing. He's either right. going to going to the basket or he's shooting a three ball. So. What you want to do? What you want? Do you want to give him more attempts at the at the free throw line? I mean, or or at the rim, or you want to give him more three? Now, if he's gonna shoot them threes, though, you got you got to take away something. You got to give him. So you got to take away one of the things he want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you got to try to do it more because this and throw two guys at him here and there. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Get right. the ball in his hands. Right. Make, but you know what though? Guess what though? You got to attack him on the other end. That's where because he if he had if he had that much energy to go at you at offense. There's no way he's giving you that much energy on defense. Agreed, agreed. And so I, I think you gonna play both. Yeah. You gonna play both. You gotta make him play both ends of the floor. Yes, yes. I agree 100. percent You know, lately we've been seeing some gimmicks like they've been throwing. I think Brooklyn threw some zone at him that slowed him down a little bit. Um, the Lakers were literally taking him away his left side. And me personally, that's how I would guard him. Like I would take I his mean, left. You know what? I no. would take his left that's away. Horrible. You think so? Because to me, the way I was watching him last night against New York, they was letting him get to that lane to his left. So when he was getting in the paint, he was able when he did pass to kick out to a lot of open guys or get downhill and make layups and put pressure on the defense. I would rather him. I mean, shoot contested so, step backs so all game personally. So, so I, I I guarded him. I understand he wants he wants to get left and left and he wants to get but. You don't you don't play him just top side like that because now you forcing him right because he is a pro dude like come right on. right MVP right. so you think you think you think he can't go right come on now so uh, no, like I'm, you I'm, don't you don't do that <laughs> no you want right, to you want right. to you want to you want to you want to play him you want to play him favoring his left you know what I'm saying but no conceding that you want to play him straight up you don't want to just give no no player the, the right the, the direct lane straight to the basket that, that's what that was the problem at first you lost the battle already you gave him straight lane straight a uh, straight shot to the basket. They they just really top side of his left. They put their hands behind their back and top side down and put him on his on the, uh, uh, guard and stopped his left hand. Like, right. dude, seriously, you can't do that. He's right. a pro. Right. See, I let me be clear. Oh, yeah, me personally, oh, I was oh, shade to his left. I agree with you that I didn't agree with the way yeah. the Lakers was just letting him, just giving him right because you're right. He is a pro, but I would definitely sit on his left yeah. a little bit more though. I would. Yeah, I think it's. Um, it all coincides with certain things, but like you gotta have the personnel. You know, the thing is, whoever guards it, gotta buy into it though. They gotta want to do it though. You gotta see defense is um, part of defense is wanting to play defense. A lot of people don't want to play defense, so you know they can act like it. You know, saying I've seen you see token defenses all the time, but you know at the same time people don't want to do it, buy into it. Right. Right. After battle was wanting to do it. Yeah. Right. And the uh, last thing, and then I'll uh, get you out of here with this. Something I always wanted to ask as a 
somebody that watched that series in 2010, 2011, when you guys won the championship and you guys was on that run. Two quick questions with that. Early on in that playoff run, did you foresee yourselves making it all the way to the finals? And once you got to the finals, what went into you guys overcoming? Because you were down 1-0 and then were down, I want to say, 12 or 15 in that game two and y'all came back and won. What what was the mindset going into that to kind of close out that game and win the series? And did you guys think you were on a championship run in that playoffs, you know, in that playoff run early on? Well, so 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 to answer your question in lump cell, we 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 knew we knew it was in our hands to win a championship. So with that being said, we was very confident. Now, you know, I think some sometimes the the bright lights on that on that main stage when you get the finals can, can sh- shake you up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And, and be like you can be a little nervous, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But once you once you knock that 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 uh, that little that little nervous chill off your back, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, the the blazes are right back on and beaming like like you saw before, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and when I, when I go back and you, you go back and look at what was going on, what was doing, like we was kind of. I think I think we got there. I think a little bit. A few guys kind of like. I mean, you could say the team, whatever. We was kind of caught up into the into the hype of uh, of playing uh, LeBron and D Wade or whatever, and such and such or whatever. So, but at the same time, though, I think uh, we forgot that it, we we kind of everybody kind of got stuck and forgot what we was doing and what we had. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like you got you got the Mason, you got Dirk, we got J.K., we got Terry, You know what I'm saying? And so on. You know, this team too. So like. Right. Don't get it twisted though. <laughs> so, uh, so then, so then I was like, uh, I told him, like, look, let's go do this thing, and then we'll get back on track what we were doing. We know what we can get what we're doing. And then after that, it was like, yeah, we when we got to playing Dallas Mavericks basketball, it was over with. You know what I'm saying? So we knew we was gonna win. It was just matter how we was gonna win. And y'all went into that without, you know, Karan Butler, aka Tough Juice. Y'all lost him to a. To an injury, so um... no, he was there. Karan was there, man. He he didn't play, man. But but Karan went down early. Uh, went, went down early in the season, but he was a part of the team. He right, helped right. us prepare. No, I guess like, what so I mean, he was, well, okay. So I guess I mean, well, he was part of the team, dude. Okay. Like, listen, okay. like you know, like no, we you know we we knew he was going. We 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 knew he was going to win before the season started, though. Like it was just a matter for us to go out and do it. So we was we was just making sure y'all understand what y'all was doing when y'all. When people were talking about basketball, they didn't know what the hell they was talking about. Right. You know, right. At the end of the day, we 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 Jason Terry got a tattoo on his arm, you know what I'm saying, before the season started. Like we gonna win a championship. He got a tattoo on his arm. Right. You know, that'll tell you how 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 serious it is. It's not I mean, like he knew, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody who knows basketball knows things. We it was in our hands to win. You know, we knew we had the best team out there, you know what I'm saying? We had the best team. We ain't talking about uh, you know, guys we had guys that bought in and believed in each other and knew and sacrificed for the better of the team, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what, it, what we bought into each other. And we 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 held each other accountable. And that's what that's what made it so 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 good for us and so good for to watch and entertain. You know the things we out there doing. We make guys who do things that they want to do out there. For we took away, we took the heart out of people out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, that, we had we no, had them, we had them down they fell. You definitely, you know what I'm saying? Yep. You yep. know that run. Look at what look what we went through out there in that Western Conference. That Western Conference ain't easy to get through no postseason. Dude, no, it's a little bit easier now. That then, man, every every team that we went, uh, we played in, in Western Conference at the time had fifty plus wins. You know, <laughs> yep. you ain't, you yep. ain't, it ain't, you ain't, you, you don't sleep in that Western Conference, dude. You know, you, you just don't. You know, every night you got a battle every night in that Western Conference. It's not an easy game in Western Conference. 
Night in, night out. That's how it is. That's the work that you got to put in, you know, and that's that's what we have for each other. We have that accountability for each other. We have that respect for each other. We have, we have that 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 uh, that energy and that uh, and that actually that uh, the extra step where we we actually challenge each other, you know, dude, like and held each other accountable. Yeah, uh, and that's I, what's up. And, and that, it was incredible to watch. Like I remember that series vividly. It was you can definitely tell that was a great way of putting it. That you kind of just took the heart and desire out of them and snatched it out of their team and. Dirk was on fire that that year for you guys as well, playing at an MVP at an MVP level. Real quick, um, now that you're retired, I know you're doing a lot of other things. How would you want somebody to remember you as a player uh, in your career? Like, if somebody was to say Sean Marion was this on the court, how would you want to be remembered to the the generation coming up and those coming after you? Oh, I mean, you kind of you kind of said it when you started the, the cast, the podcast, dude. You kind of said he's like you're you're one of the guys who who paved the way for what the league is right now. But also, you you was one of the guys who was able to 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 play multiple positions on the floor and guard multiple positions on the floor. You know, what I'm saying you did it and, and, and did it very well. You know, what I'm saying I, I mean, you can uh, you can I I can actually kind of say that I, I learned a big part of that from from Cliff Robertson. You know, what I'm saying Uncle Cliff, he was one of the first yes, guys, big guys. He was one of the first big men, but he's actually a big man though. He's because Slip is six ten, you know, only six okay. seven. So he actually was able to get down and guards and guards. And like, right, I won't say he can right. do it all, all night night, but he took the challenge of being able to guard almost a multiple position on the floor. And that's what the versatility kept him around us as well. You know what I'm saying? And, and he always have have place on the team, and uh, he was a pro for that. You know what I'm saying? That, that was one of the guys who helped make make that transition easy for me. And uh, that was one of my that was my vets, man. I loved him for that. And he could actually shoot it from the outside too. He was one of those guys that could stretch the stretch the court, even in his Portland days. Even though guys wasn't shooting threes like that then, but he always had a nice touch from the outside. Uh, uh, Uncle yeah. Cliffy, Cliff Robinson, so a very nice pro. Again, I just want to thank you for coming on, giving me some of your time, uh, people. That was Sean Marion, the Matrix, one of the best versatile players to ever play our game. And real quick too, I forgot. You know, in that tough Western Conference, he was able to make the All-Star team several years and was an All-NBA performer. So, uh, shouts out to Sean Marion. I want to say thank you, bro, for making some time to come on my show today. That'll do this. That'll wrap this episode up of the Off the Glass podcast. Make sure to download, subscribe. We're on Spreaker, Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. The website is www.offtheglasspodcast.com. Go over there, check out the blogs. I'm writing several blogs weekly. Support the podcast. Become a follower. Everybody enjoy their day-to-day. Be safe out there. This is your post signing off. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. 
We do it right too with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just ten dollars, and buy one one and a half cubic foot bag of Miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through five one while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select eleven point eight ounce pots. Valid in store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.